0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. What is going on, everybody? I'm your host, Zach Peter, and you should know that by now. But if you don't follow me yet, you should probably follow me at JustPlainZach on Twitter, Instagram, go to JustPlainZack.com for all the details. Um, if you don't subscribe to hashtag NoFilter yet, what are you waiting for? You can also go to JustPlainZack.com and you can find out where the podcast is distributed. You can click right on your phone or your iPad or your laptop, whatever you want to listen to us on, we're everywhere. So go subscribe, leave us a good review, Um, because we've got a lot of good topics that we're covering this winter, so get ready for it. I have officially survived the Thanksgiving madness, and then I realized it's Christmas time. And I have a lot of shopping to do and a lot of cooking that i got to get ready for. Um, So I'm really hoping that today's guest can help me, like, you know... Put my head on straight and like get it together in time for the holidays and all the all the baking and the festivities because I love to indulge in the holidays and I'm sure you do too. So hopefully she's going to help me find some balance and you know help you find some balance too. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can go to justplainsack dot slash no filter and there's an option where you can submit questions. You can submit them with your name or anonymous anonymously. However you want to do it, go and do it. Um, because I've been loving all the questions that you've sent in so far. We're going to be answering some of them tonight, um, with my lovely guest. She is a health coach. She's a celebrity nutritionist. Some of her clients are with Jessica Elba, Chelsea Handler. I mean, these are some pretty big names, and I'm really impressed that she actually showed up today. Uh, she's also the author of Body Love, Live in Balance, Weigh What You Want, and Free Yourself from Food Drama Forever. I've been making her Fab Four shakes every morning, and I'm obsessed. I'm so happy to have in studio today Miss Kelly Levesque.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's How a pleasure to be here. I'm doing great.
0: You survived Thanksgiving?
1: I survived. <laughs> I survived. Went home to Orange County and kind of all but turned off my cell phone.
0: <laughs> Do you cook for the holidays?
1: Um, actually my sister-in-law is a phenomenal cook okay. and um and really she's great at like making things egg free for her son who has an egg allergy yes. and she makes things gluten free for me. And so it was like an autoimmune protocol Thanksgiving, but still really yummy. Um, I brought a salad and my mother-in-law brought a vegan pumpkin pie.
0: Ooh. So we,
1: we whipped those up in her kitchen and brought them over. So does
0: your family listen to like your nutrition advice? Or are they like, <laughs> Oh Kelly,
1: That's like, such... <laughs> my
0: family rolls my eyes at
1: me any time I'm like,
0: you know, why don't we try this? Or why don't we make a paleo? stuffing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's taken a few years for sure. Um, but they were coming from a totally different place. I think a lot of people don't know, like my mom didn't drink coffee. She drank a can of red Coke every morning driving me to school. Um, (laughs) and so I came from a place where my mom didn't really have to worry about her weight. Um, Mm -hmm. and my middle sister has that same thing. Like they could probably mow McDonald's 24 seven and never gain a pound. um, but because I not was, I yeah, I was more of my dad's genes, I had to worry, start not worry, but I had to watch my weight kind of at a younger age, and I became really into science and nutrition and health because of that. And um, and so now, I mean, my mom has a Fab Four smoothie every single morning, which is the smoothie that. formula from my book. She definitely adds more than more fruit than I recommend, but the fact that she's <laughs> having spinach <laughs> for breakfast—I mean, from a can of Red Coke—we're winning.
0: I love it. I remember I broke my blender. I literally dropped the, like the glass middle piece and it cracked. And so I just went on, I went online to order a new part and I th- it looks super easy. And then it took like, seven weeks for them to get the part in stock because it was on back order and like forever for me to be able to make a smoothie. I was like trying to do it with, like a hand mixer and all this stuff. <laughs> it's so really cute. ridiculous. But finally, I'm able to to get back on track. And I literally have a Fab Four smoothie every morning. Mm-hmm. And like it actually works because I've tried like doing oatmeal in the morning. I've tried intermediate fasting in the morning or bulletproof coffee. Like I've tried everything to like sustain myself throughout the morning into the day because my days are so long. And this is the only one that like actually works and it's because there's actually science behind it. And we'll get into that in a minute, but I want you, you need to answer our icebreaker questions before we start. Okay. First one is what's one word your mom would use to describe you? Happy. Happy.
1: Yeah. I just, I think I came out smiling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are very happy. You have a very bubbly light personality. I love it. Um, Give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect?
1: Um I drove a a 12 inch lifted truck all through high school and college. Really? Yeah, with like mud tires. Oh and, my god. Yeah. But wait, or isn't your family in Orange County? Yeah, no, I'm not from the Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. But I did. I, I I drove a big lifted truck and I was a surfer girl all through high school um and snowboarded. So I was kind of a tomboy if you will. Um so that. the the big lifted truck with the sideways Volcom sticker on the back was Oh my god. Yeah, and then my next car was <sighs> I got a BMW. So <laughs> I did a complete roll reversal, but um the truck was so fun and I still miss it. Oh,
0: Okay, give me your drink of choice. What does Kelly Levesque order when she's out?
1: Well, I order a vodka soda with lemons okay. or a vodka water with lemon. Um, but my favorite drink is a dirty martini.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. I always do vodka rocks with lemon. Are so you much
1: better with lemon than lime? Exactly. Can we talk about this? Oh, my God.
0: That is like the argument that I try to make all the time. Um, I literally am like, you have to do – like, I always have to do vodka with lemon and tequila with lime. I Thank can't you switch very it. much. I cannot switch it Thank at all. You. I can't – I don't – everywhere you go, when you order a vodka soda, they always try to give you a lime.
1: I know. And, and it I'm actually like, makes lemon. the vodka taste stronger to me when the yeah. lemon totally cuts it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love it. Uh, most embarrassing moment that you learned something from?
1: Um So that's a funny question. I have a number of embarrassing moments, but one that's happened multiple times that I've finally learned from is um, lace sticks to yogi toes in the dryer. So if you're washing your yogi toes, that is like the mat that goes on top of your yoga mat with any lace underwear... It sticks and so oh sometimes you fold your yogi toes up and you don't realize and then when you go to fling your yogi toes out on your mat in class, a lace thong out flies across, across the room. <laughs> so that's happened. It happened once oh and God. I was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm checking all my yogi toes and then it happened again. And so from here on out now, I, I double check and fold them inside out.
0: I love so, that. That's hysterical.
1: But uh, that was – I learned uh, – Yeah. Either that or I need a dryer sheet or something (laughs) like, probably something a little healthier than a dryer sheet. Those are toxic. Maybe like one of those little- I use the
0: honest ones.
1: Oh, perfect. Well, honest plug. We love honest. We
0: love honest. Um, It's funny, actually, just saw Jessica at The Grove the other day.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Um, Okay. Last question, which is my favorite question. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be?
1: God, that's such a toss up for me because I want to say Kendall because I just rock that runway and Mm -hmm. just be like- F all y'all. Um, but then I kind of sort of want to be Chloe because I think she's be like the most fun yeah. and she's funny and she's down to earth and she's like had trials and tribulations. And I think it makes her just the most interesting to me. Yeah.
0: And very real. Yeah.
1: So I think yeah. at the end of the day,
0: I like Chloe. probably Chloe. So you have your own practice now. I do. As a nutritionist, you have some very impressive clients. Um, how did it get started? Because you didn't start off wanting to do nutrition. I wanted to be a nutritionist. Um,
1: yeah, no, I had an eight-year career in cancer genetics before this. Um, I've always loved health and nutrition, though. I just never really thought it could be a, like a cool career. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd end up in working in a dialysis center or something <laughs> like that. Um, so in 2012, I went, decided, because a friend kind of was like, stop talking about health and nutrition with our friends. You're getting annoying. Just go to school for it. Like go back to school for it. Start a business on the side and see if you really want to do this. So that's what I ended up doing. So in 2012, it was a side hustle until September of 2015 So I just started like Instagramming food I was eating and seeing clients on the weekends and at night and on my lunch break of my like cancer and genetics job. So I'd be at Cedar sinai and then walk across the street to the coffee bean right there on Robertson and be seeing other clients for my private job. Um, And it just, you know, really took off because I think I have a way. I had eight years of cancer and genetics where I was not – sort of dumbing down genetics for oncologists to understand the newest technology for like basically mapping the genes inside of tumors and okay. how they could use that to, to decide which chemotherapy agent would be effective. And so when you take that really intense information and break it down and make it, you know, little nuggets of information that people can digest i think i do that with the science of nutrition for my clients and so because when when someone learns that when they start their day with say a bagel they're going to crave carbs all day long they might not make that choice but if you just say hey by the way no more bagels all you want is a bagel right so i like to use the science so that people understand oh my blood sugar is going to come up it's going to crash down i'm in a crave. A sugary yogurt or a bar or an apple or something to bring my blood sugar back up. And then I'm going to ride that roller coaster all day long, making those kind of choices based on a blood sugar crash instead of what I really want to eat. Right. And so instead I created the Fab Four smoothie and said like, oh, this is a way to turn off eight hunger hormones in your body, balance your blood sugar, keep you really full and satisfied. So you're not crashing into cravings and instead just you know it cyclically helps you eat healthier at the next meal like at lunch and then hopefully at dinner
0: i've mad respect for the side hustle i think like you have in order to survive especially here now like you need to have a side hustle um what was the moment for you when you knew that this couldn't just be something that you run to on your lunch breaks and you needed to make this a full time business
1: i was finally at a place where i was working two full 8 hour days on saturdays and sundays ah. and i was seeing two to four clients every evening. Ah. And my husband was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Are you going to (laughs) just... I probably could have left my full-time job a year prior, but I had gotten into the habit of my cancer job was helping to support me put up my website and take really pretty pictures of my food. And I mean, side hustles are... Just because it's a side hustle doesn't mean it doesn't cost money. Like when you want to get better, like we're in this beautiful studio. I'm sure you didn't start here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, really, I started in my bedroom like seven years ago with a completely different concept and everything. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you just keep pushing and you keep hustling and keep believing in yourself. And then one day you're like, okay, I need to be, it needs to be better. I need to be better. And so it was scary. I mean, I remember I had a Volvo SUV at the time and I sold it because I was like, this will... I'll put this little like nugget of money into my savings account. And if I need to dip into it, I can. Um, and it was great. I mean, it definitely put a fire under me because I decided I talked to a friend who wrote a book and so it was September 15th, 15th of 2015. And by, by the week before Thanksgiving, November, November 20th, I had an age, a literary agent for a book.
0: Wow. So it was
1: kind of that fear of, oh my gosh, now I'm hourly. Yeah. And how do I know if anyone's going to call me, Yeah, you know, and um, it was great. It was it, um, one of the things that a business coach told me or a business teacher at USC told me is most people, most millionaires in Los Angeles have more than five stri- different streams of income. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I only have this side hustle. Yeah. And then I lost my real, you know, I got rid of my, my big girl cancer job. And yeah. now I just have my side hustle is now my main hustle. And how do I break this off and create different brands under this side hustle?
0: I know for me, I always have like this constant fear. I have to, I probably have like five different jobs right now. I know how to work the side hustle. So like for me, I'm constantly like, okay, I need to make sure there's like multiple avenues where there's money coming in and I have jobs and I'm constantly, you know, like have something going on. Um, So what for you was, what was there like a question or like a moment where you knew like, okay, this is what I really want to do and this is my time to commit to it?
1: I mean, I felt it kind of in my bones for a long period of time. And so what I actually ended up doing was I called, um, my boss at the time at the cancer and genetics company I was working at, and I had been open with her about my love of health and nutrition. Cause I was that girl at, at sales meetings with my green smoothie and I had like, you know, special bars that no one had seen. And I had all my things. <laughs> I have a bulletproof bar in my bag. Exactly. So she knew. And so I called her and said, Elizabeth, um, here's the deal. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm getting a lot of clients calling in and emailing, you know, calling my phone and emailing and referrals. And I really feel like I'm getting momentum and I really feel like I need to take this full time. And she was a little bit worried because I had landed a really big deal at Cedar sinai and she was afraid that that deal was going to go away if I left. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, let me go talk to the CEO and see if they'll put you on as a consultant for the rest of summer. So June through September. And we won't pay you a salary anymore, but we'll pay you your commissions on the deals you keep. So it's like, this is the best of both worlds because I'm the sales rep who I eat what I kill and I'd much rather have that anyways. So she called me back and was like, it's a deal. I'm going to send you a contract. You don't need to quit. You can be a consultant. You can put in the hours that you need for like these five accounts instead of having the. I used to have like the eight West Coast states. So I was on an airplane all the time too. And so that was really getting in the way. Um, but it worked out. And that's awesome. so then then it's almost like I had a soft landing because when the consulting gig was over and the contract was over, I'd put so much time and hours into my real job that I felt like I'm okay. I'm okay. So that's kind of how it happened. I, I got, I grew the, the, Girl, cojones to call my <laughs> boss.
0: <laughs> I love. It. Was there any guilt in feeling like you were bailing, or you know a little
1: bit? Just because I got, I you know, you become friends with the people you work with, and you know, especially when you do things in teams. Yeah. And then there has to be. A, there's a point when you're either hustling for yourself, or it's not what you want anymore, and you just hope you've built a good enough relationship with that person that they want you to be happy. Yeah. And I was really lucky, both my boss and the CEO both um, amazing female supports of mine. And to this day, you know, I get Facebook tags and they both bought my book and posted and they're just, you know, really supportive. It could have definitely gone many different ways. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: I love that. So now let's get to this awesome book that just came out this year, Body Love, which I love. So when did you decide it was time to write a book? I mean, everybody has a book. When did you know it was time for you to put out this book and what makes this book so different?
1: Well, so it was interesting. I didn't – I wanted to write a book, but I also – I just wanted to learn more about the process, to be honest. And so um, my husband's name is Chris, and Chris and I had planned a trip to New York to visit our friends who were in business school back east and to visit some friends that moved to the city. And – I had met with a friend of mine, Ann Sage. I don't know if you know City Sage. She did a like feng shui interior design book and she owns that like beautiful space up in Hollywood where people, I think Light Lab or something like that. (laughs) Um, So her and I had coffee one day and I was like, tell me about it. What's the process like? How does it work? And she's like, a lot of people self-publish and a lot of people like write their book completely or fully write a proposal and then- Go out and try to sell it, or write it and put it up on their own on Amazon. And she's like, I did it a little differently. I got an agent, and then they helped me understand like how to sell it and how to hone in on my craft and make my proposal a little bit better. And then you go with them to pitch it, or they can pitch it for you. Like great, I'm go- and she and I said, well, how do you get an agent? She's like, just email them, and I'll introduce you to mine. So she gave me her agent's number, and I emailed five or six. Health agents in lot in um, New York, like Celeste Fine, who did you know? JJ Virgin, Dave Asprey, like you know, um, what's his name? <laughs> Mark Sisson's new book, Keto, the Keto book. Yeah, um, she's big in health and and wellness, really big in health and wellness. And then um, Foundry, which is who I went with, a woman named E. Reese Glendell. She's um, she's from California. She went to Crossroads High School. She grew up in L. A. You know, her brother works in like the Hollywood agency. Um, So I just felt like a vibe with EFOT when I met her. Um, Her and Celeste both wrote wrote me back, willing to take meetings when I came to New York. Uh And so then I sat down and I said, okay, so this is me and this is what I do. And here are some of my clients and this is why I'm different. Do you think this can be a book? And my agent EFOT was like, I'm going to send you a contract. I want this to be a book. That's I awesome. said okay. So I came back to LA, and I was headed up to Mammoth to snowboard for Christmas um, that year in 2015. And my agent called me, and she's like, "Guess what? Harper Collins is missing their book for March of 2017, and we need to have a proposal in hand. And I need you in New York, New York, January 4th." Oh my god! And I was like, "It is December 18th, and proposals <laughs> are 75 pages <sighs> long." And she's like, "Make it happen." Oh my god. And so I did and I flew to New York and she planned four days and I saw twenty something imprints, which are teams that buy books from mm-hmm. Penguin to Crown to whatever. And it's crazy. Like you're pitching yourself left and right and talking about, you know, your method and ideas and they would have questions and I just answer them like they were a client. And it was awesome. My book went to a bidding war and that Friday I had a deal. So That's it happens awesome. really fast yeah. if your agent really believes in what you have what you have because they'll push it, they'll want to sell it, they'll want to get it in the hands of the right people. And I think for me, I'm way better at doing homework. And having a due date than I am at deciding, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have a podcast or I'm going to do a vlog. I don't have a podcast. and <laughs> I don't have a vlog. You know? But when an agent's like, yes, this is your due date. This is when it's due. This is when you buy your flight. This is when you're here. And these are your deliverables. It happens.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, I really do like the book because you break it down. You break down the science of it and why this method works and why it's not just another fad diet. Because there are so many different diets out there. And I want to break these down with you. I want to do a segment that I like to call Swipe Left, Swipe Right. Okay. So it's basically thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. And so I want to know, I have some of the common diets listed out. And I just want to know your take on them and why they work or don't work.
1: Right. Or why
0: parts of them work.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: First one is vegan.
1: I think vegan works because it's a plant-based and people are eating more vegetables. Um, I think it doesn't work when people overdo the soy. I think, okay. I, I think it doesn't work when people are unaware of the macronutrients that they're eating and all they're really eating is carbohydrates. Because when you talk about the diseases that are afflicting the United States, it's metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, and that's precursors to like prediabetes and stuff. So if you're a vegan that's eating, you know, I don't know, lots of bread and oatmeals and like – Lots and lots and lots of fruit. It's just requiring your body to metabolize a lot of glucose and fructose. And I just would be, I just want to make sure that those people are getting the amino acids that they need and fatty acids that they need. Otherwise, I mean, I feel like all diets can be good if you do them right. Right. You know, it's understanding those macronutrients, macronutrients being protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And so you just don't want to have an all carbohydrate diet because that's back on that blood sugar roller coaster.
0: What about the keto diet? That's the really big, popular one right now.
1: Yeah, no, I actually wrote an article about the keto diet for Click Media, Birdie. If you uh-huh. know that blog, yes, I wrote it. I wrote the keto a keto article five years too early, um, <laughs> which is so funny because now I like look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like one of my first articles. Um, the keto diet is really amazing. It's really amazing for people with epilepsy. It's really amazing for people with um, leptin resistance and insulin resistance. It's really amazing for brain health and um if anyone has any type of head trauma it actually you know it's it's great for healing it's great for cancers it you know if a cancer feeds off of glucose and sugar ketogenic diet is the absence of that you really pull back on carbohydrates and glucose and you make your body a fat burning machine. And fat is a better form of fuel for your body than glucose, which makes it a really good diet. What makes it really hard and which I think is not sustainable is that, um, you know, a lot of people that do the keto diet will just end up eating a block of cream cheese and that's not healthy. (laughs) You know, pick healthy forms of fat, make it really like, you know, make sure that you're still getting your vegetables. You're not pulling out vegetables because they have carbohydrates in them. You know, just be diligent to have like low carbohydrate green vegetables like asparagus and cucumber and leafy greens don't just decide i'm going to be keto so all i'm going to eat is you know full eggs and cream cheese and all the the rest i love a full egg but i think people end up just overdoing it in unhealthy fats because they're being keto Where be a responsible keto that still eats your you know good sources of veggies you're eating you're using polyunsaturated fats like olive oil as well um and you know MCT oil and all of that keto i think is a great thing to do you know a couple times a year get yourself into keto what people end up doing is they try to be keto monday through thursday uh, and then yeah. they have a glass of wine on friday and kick themselves out but it takes you know sometimes for some people 2 to 4 days to get into ketosis so it doesn't really make sense to make it your weekday diet
0: mm-hmm. it doesn't work okay uh, gluten free
1: I mean, there are 19,000 PubMed research articles that links gluten that link gluten to inflammation, autoimmunity, ADHD, you name it. So
0: so it's not just a fad.
1: I I don't think this one's going <laughs> away unfortunately.
0: What about Atkins?
1: I think that goes back to when peto, when people do keto with, you know, Philly cream cheese or whatever. Atkins the whole theory of it that um, you know, low carb, high protein, I think he just got a little overzealous about the high protein. I yeah. think if you were low carb, you know, moderate fat, moderate protein, and fo- a little more focus on veggies, be all, I'd be all for it. That's what that's where Mediterranean came in. You know, it kind of one up Atkins with more veggies, polyunsaturated fats, focus on omega three fish, things like that. Paleo. I think it's a pretty good structure for people that have any type of autoimmune issues because you're pulling grains you're pulling sugar you're pulling gluten you're pulling dairy um when you're strict paleo and you're not making everything you know making a bunch of coconut flour cookies right. and pretending that you're paleo because the whole idea <laughs> of paleo would be like eat what your answers right eight.
0: back to basics
1: not like <laughs> baking 13 paleo cakes for christmas <laughs> um but i mean i think the the thing is is you know there. I think it was, I think it is Mark Hyman. He talks about being vegan, paleo vegan. And I think that's really like, that's really a happy medium because you're focusing on the veggies. Half your plate is veggies. You know, if you're picking proteins, you're picking really healthy, like wild proteins, which I think paleo does a good job of promoting and not, no, no, not everyone can afford to eat that way all the time or can make it happen in a busy lifestyle. But I think quality protein is really important if you're going to be a paleo person.
0: Okay, now talk to me about your Fab Four formula and what yeah. that consists of.
1: Well, so, see, you just named all these diets, and um, it's interesting because all of them are going to have an eat and do not eat list, right? Right. They're all going to come laden with, like, hey, you're allowed to have this, but you're not allowed to have that. So, well, when you're paleo and you go to sushi and you eat a bunch of rice or you have, like, some sushi or some rolls – then you're no longer paleo and do you feel bad and guilty about that? And you're like, well, forget it. Let's go get froyo, and right. I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I think it lends itself to people. Hashtag guilty. Yeah. I think it lends itself to people feeling like they're breaking out of their like box of rules and now they're going to binge like a crazy animal. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, forget all that stuff. Let's just talk about what your cells really need um, for proliferation. And that's, you know, healthy protein, amino acids fat, essential fatty acids like omega three, and you need fiber to feed your you know, to detoxify, to feed your gut microbiome, all that like, you know, all the bacteria living inside of you. That's your ecosystem and you want to keep it thriving. And greens do a really good job of doing that too. There's a sulfur based sugar in leafy greens that I talk about in my book that feeds. It's like a prebiotic, you know, it's it's food for probiotic bacteria. So for me, protein, fat, fiber, and greens Those are the fab four components. And so I just have everybody, whether they're vegan, keto, paleo, look at their plate and say, okay, do I have a little bit of protein? And if that's, you know, vegan and they're using pesto or tahini or, you know, maybe um, a cashew cream sauce and they're using like a nut based protein instead. Great. Cool. I don't care what you affiliate with or what you, you know, it's like, I, I love everybody. It's almost like <laughs> your, your identity. I'm just like, Hey, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want you to take care of yourself. So protein, um, for a paleo person would maybe be a wild piece of fish or something like that. And then you look at the fat. Do they have a healthy source of fat? Is there olive oil or avocado or something like that on the plate? Um, and then fiber and greens comes down to like eating a bunch of veggies and making sure you're eating leafy greens like spinach or arugula. Like- so
0: fiber and greens can be the same thing. Because fiber is always the one of the four that I'm always like, okay, do I have enough fiber? Am I doing fiber?
1: Oh my god, I love that you're asking this because I've been getting this via DM. I have a, I had a client today who was like, sorry, I'm so, I love your book. I'm so excited. I, but I'm putting like chia seeds and flax seeds on everything, and I'm like, oh my god, sister. <laughs> no, like there's so much fiber in Brussels sprouts and and cucumbers and any kind of non-starchy vegetable. So I'm like talking about when I fiber in your shake, I add it. Right. I add it mm-hmm. via cheer flax. But fiber at lunch and dinner, that's the veggies that you're eating. You could okay. have like a warm protein and two vegetable sides. You could have a big salad. Um, I'm just really pushing deep in color and not, you know, and, and veggies to fill you up because I really want your stomach to stretch. That turns off um ghrelin, which is a really strong hunger hormone that really when you have a green juice, that's not happening. Yes. You know?
0: Okay, we have a few minutes left, and I have three really big questions that I want to ask you. Okay. First one: What's what advice do you have for someone like a lot of your celeb clients who have a red carpet or a show or a TV mm. appearance to get on, um, who have a short time frame but want to like get their body in good shape? What kind of quick tips do you have?
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so definitely start with a Fab Four smoothie. Make it fruit free and make sure that you're, it should help you go to the bathroom every day because it's loaded with fiber and greens. Oh my God, That's
0: why I'm regular right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It makes everyone really, really regular. I love it. Um, if you want my favorite one from the book, it's the spa smoothie. It's got cucumber and it has lemons. So it's detoxifying and hydrating at the same time. And I would probably have a fasted workout before that. So wake up, Work out without eating anything because you're going to get a bigger surge of human growth hormone and testosterone to burn away weight. Follow it up with a green smoothie to shut down hunger hormones, right? So the Fab Four turns off eight hunger hormones. I think I said that. So this is that elongated blood sugar window where you can have the smoothie and you look up four hours later and you're not hungry. So I'd probably have that smoothie around like nine and I'd eat between the hours of nine and five. Okay. So I would eat dinner like your grandma real early. (laughs) If it's super short timeline and I have a client. Um, that needs to ditch weight a little quicker. They have a fab for lunch and a and another fab for smoothie. So we do workout, smoothie, meal, smoothie, early bedtime. Okay. Like nine o'clock.
0: I like that. Yeah. Okay. What is your best body mantra for self love?
1: You know, I, I think Practice not perfect.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's all about this journey. And the thing is everyone's always like, How do I get there? Like I wanna be this weight from high school or I wanna be this weight from my wedding or I wanna be, you know, and the thing is is I look at all the days that they're losing and I'm like, Were you not happy the last month that you didn't feel that great and you didn't like celebrate that day? It makes it breaks my heart a little bit. And it's all about loving the practice, the practice of taking care of yourself. Do you do you you go for a workout? Do you feed yourself that smoothie? It's It's all of that that really makes the biggest difference.
0: Closing question. I ask everybody this question. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what's one piece of advice you wish someone gave you or that you would give yourself?
1: I would have told myself to think a little bit harder about what you want to be when you grow up. Because if I would have looked back and... Also love your body at that time because we're always so hard so on our attitude at that so time. So hard on yourself at that age. But I think, you know, I look back to, I went to USC for undergrad and nature of human health and disease, which is the one of the like hardest nutrition classes at USC. I was the number one student in that class. It was the easiest class for me. I loved it. I like studied for it. Just happily. And had I just taken a second and said, wow, that's my favorite class in all four years, I definitely would have probably been pre-med or done something. I'm really happy with the career that I'm in. Um, and I love it. I just maybe would have been a functional medicine MD. I love that.
0: Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter. Thank you, Kelly. Where can people go to follow you and learn more?
1: So my Instagram handle is at Kelly. My website is www.BeWellByKelley.com.
0: And her new book is called Body Love, Live in Balance, weigh what you want and free yourself from food drama forever. It is on sale now. I love it. I will put her, link, her social links and the link to buy the book in the description below. So go and check it out. Buy the book. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow me at zack across all social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to Hashtag NoFilter every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all the places. Go and download it. Leave us a nice review. And I'll be back next week. So get ready for it. Bye.